Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups. And my guest today is Katie Momo. Katie, thank you for joining me from the great white north. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here. And, and I'm also grateful. It's not white yet. It'll be coming, <laughs> but but so far we're coming still soon. clean. <laughs> coming soon to, a, to a Quebec province near you. So Exactly. <laughs> share with our Rising Tide audience a little bit about Katie Momo. Sure. Well, I, I have one of those convoluted backstories that only makes sense when it's like hindsight 2020. So my parents, of all things, own a flight school. So my whole life, it's like I was involved in, in the school and the business and marketing and everything. And then later I went to school for design because I was like, I'm going to do something totally left of center. Um, Graduated that, went into sales because at that point it was 2008. It was like the economic crash happened and you're like, sure. what am I going to do? Like, I was, I was absolutely terrified. I was horrible in the beginning and I was like, I got to get this together because like I need a job and like I got to figure this out. So I started getting really that just sort of became something that I was able to parlay into so much of what I do now, which is great. Um, because even though it's not like a fun thing to learn, once you have that skill, you realize that it's the everything about business. Like unless you're able to sell something, you have kind of an expensive and time consuming hobby, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so after that, I, I ended up doing corporate social media. Smaller businesses saw what I was doing and they're like, can you help us as well? And I was like, sure. So I took on freelance work. Um, and then they started producing courses and they're like, Hey, can you help me produce, like sell this online course that I've created? And I was like, yeah, I guess I could do that. Like, I guess I can take the things I would say in person and put it in a web page. And that was sort of how I got into doing sales copy. Um, so it's kind of cool. Like when you sort of see everything come together and I really specialize in working with people who are launching online courses and memberships. And I realized like, even not that long ago, I'm like, oh my gosh, I grew up selling education <laughs> in my parents' flight school. So yeah, it's been such an amazing journey. And now because copy is really what powers so much of the launches, like 90% of it is copy. And I saw so much of the back end of everything. I started doing, uh, people started reaching out for launch consulting. So I started, that's now become like a big part of my business because I just gathered up so much experience from all of my launch copy clients that I realized that that is like a really specialized niche in itself. So it's been just this amazing evolution and it's fun to be here. It's such a, it's crazy to think that this world exists. <laughs> Well, so, so that's kind of the business side of things. Touch a little bit on more on the personal side, family. Yeah, sure. So I'm where from you Vancouver. Are. I know that okay. we talked about this. Yeah. So I'm from Vancouver, Canada. And my husband is from Montreal. And you know what? We had an opportunity to go back for his job. And we thought, you know what? Let's, let's just make the leap. I mean, I don't speak French. Most people speak French here. But I thought, mm. you know what? Like, you can always move back. If you do something and it's tough and it doesn't work out, like, it's not a life sentence, right? And we came here and it's been great. So you never know, like take, take the leaps that seem scary and you're on the fence and you're really doubting yourself because sometimes it's the very best thing. And other times you're like, well, you just learned and you can move back or whatever it is. So. Well, you moved from one beautiful city to another. 
I, I was lucky. Of, yeah, it, I, it could have been much Canada. worse. <laughs> That's exactly right. You, you could have been on the backside of a, you know, you've been moved to the Yukon Territory or something. Oh, that, exactly. I do have a friend who did that as well. Actually, he really loves it. But yeah, it wouldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's it's so funny. So just the number of people that I that I have chatted with on on Rising Tide that have the the elements of your backstory are the the specifics are different but kind of the journey is is very similar and it's like well i i did this and then i did this and i did this and i i you know as you mentioned I, I kind of parlayed that into a consultancy gig or i kind of parlayed that into a business that i ran so if if you and i are jumping on an elevator and, and we got we're going up 10 floors <laughs> give me your kind of your business sales pitch in the next minute yeah, sure. So I work with people who specialize in launching online courses and memberships. So I'm able, it's mainly people who have been in it for a while. They've had some success, but now they've reached that plateau and they're like, okay, I, I can see that success is up there, but I'm really hitting my own glass ceiling. I don't know how to get there. Like, can you help me? And because I have all that experience where I'm able to look down at all the different businesses that I've worked with, I'm usually able to identify exactly what they need to do in order to actually break that glass ceiling and get to the level that, that they've been, you know, striving for for so long. So it's, yeah, it's just such an amazing journey to be on. And I get to work with the coolest people in the strangest niches that I never thought would exist. It's like, I'm able to like open up these little like portals to the world that I love the way you described that opening portals uh, within their business. So are you talking primarily SEO? Are you talking primarily copy kind of a little bit of everything? I mean, what's, what's kind of the secret sauce behind your, behind your business? Sure. So most of what I do is either a lot of it comes down to copy. I say I, I coach through copy because if you're able to clarify the message, if you're able to really connect with people, find out what people want and need, it helps everything else fall into place. It's really like a domino effect. There's other strategies that I bring in to helping launch um, any course or membership, but it really does start at the foundational piece of understanding your message, understanding your people on such a deep level. This is just so key. Most people think they know their avatar, time they don't really, and it's understanding the underlying message and having interviews with people, talk to your dream customer, get in their heads. Like I know everyone says this and it feels like stock advice, but you would just be blown away at the amount of people that I work with. It's so rare that I come across somebody who has actually done that work. And once you do that, it's revelatory. Like you can slash your ad cost like a third, a quarter when you're actually talking to people about something that they care about. It has a just dramatic and direct impact on your right. bottom line. Right. Well, I, I'm going to, I'm going to try to leverage what you just said. And, and speaking of parlaying, I'm going to try to parlay a buy one, get one free rising tide micro course here, because I, I really want you to camp on what you just said about identifying your avatar. So, and I, I know you, we, you and I talked a little bit of in the segment that we do at the end of, of the chat is it really is kind of the formal rising tide micro course segment, but I, if, if you can kind of give me a little precursor on something that's completely unrelated to what I think you're going to talk about later, but sure. tell me about how did, how, what's the best way or just a real quick synopsis of identifying your avatar? How do you go about finding sure. that ideal client? Well, first of all, start with, the, start with the people who have already purchased from you because First, hey, they're there for the picking. They have actually made the transformation from a subscriber or browser or whatever to a buyer. So they, they are a special unicorn 
and they probably love you. This is the thing is people always feel shy about talking to them, but you know what? If you reach out to them as like the course creator or the leader of that company, they're normally like floored, like, oh my gosh, like starstruck. Just reach out and be like, hey, you know what? Like, I really appreciate you being like, you know, joining my program. I would love your thoughts on it. Do you mind if we could schedule half an hour? We can just jump on, on a video call just like this. I can just ask you a few questions. It can be as simple as starting there. Um, of course, you can talk to people who are future customers, so people you think would be a really good fit, but I always say start with the people who can give you the, the closest profile to who you should be looking for because they are already a buyer. And really go through what, um, like when I, when I have my clients talk with people, I have like 50 questions that they go through. It's, <laughs> it's intense, but it really works. But just go through the journey. Where were they before they found you in your program? What were they struggling with? Then why did they decide to join your program? And this is extremely key. And the closer you can ask that question to the point that they actually purchase, the better. Because otherwise, if it's a month down the track, three months down the track, they, their answer may change but you want to get it as close to the buying time as possible. I will actually ask this um, often on the post-purchase page. Like when somebody's in, it's like I have a little pop-up that comes up for some of my bigger programs and ask, hey, like what was going on in your life right now that made this the right time to What buy? a great idea. What yeah. a great idea. It's incredible what you'll come out with that. Like you'll, you'll be like, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Oh, and then you go look for people with that exact same problem. <laughs> Let me play devil's advocate just for a second. Is, the, is, is there a risk that that's too soon that you're, you know, what, I guess what, what would, would concern me if I saw that process would be the last thing I want to do once they have agreed to purchase is kind of jog them out of their, you know, euphoria of the, of the purchase and think, wait a minute, what did I just spend $500 on? Or what, you know, should I really do this? Or, I mean, have you had any that ever happen? Or is it, is it almost reinforcing in them? You know, this was a good purchase because I am, I'm helping you identify why you even did it. I think that's exactly it. So I only, on the post-purchase page, I only ask that one question. Mm, so it's okay. not overwhelming, but I want to capture that particular moment in time because it's so precious and so fleeting. Um, but I think it, like you say, it reinforces them because they're like, oh yeah, like this is why I need this. This is why I'm here. This is why I took the leap. So it's actually sort of coaching themselves into staying with the purchase and not refunding. Yeah. Reminding them why it was such a good idea. And I do go through with people like this is actually one thing I do a lot with clients and customers is setting up their social proof collection system because so many people will work with people get great results and they just go off into the ether when really they're your best advocates right you leverage right. that so when you have different points that you collect different pieces of information you can create like the world's greatest testimonial that will do the selling for you and see you'd use some jedi mind control on me because when i got halfway through that question i was almost <laughs> talking myself back out of it so it was <laughs> Yeah, I think I saw your hand go across the screen there just for a second. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm a hand talker. I'm not Italian, but you would never know. <laughs> 
So talk, talk a little bit about your business, about the current state of your business, you know, how, what's, what's been kind of the flow of the last 12 to 18 months and, you know, what, give us a highlight of, you know, you, you had that, that time where you said, wow, this is why, that's why I'm doing this. This is the mountaintop experience here. So. Yeah, it's been a really fun shift over the past I guess year or so. So I knew that I wanted to do, um, like people keep asking me to do their sales pages and there's only so much time I have to give for that. And you know, it's not inexpensive. So I was like, okay, I knew I wanted to do a course after especially helping so many people with their courses. I was, I was totally the cobbler with no shoes for so long where I'm like, <laughs> I need to do this. <laughs> So, I'm stealing that one, the cover with no shoes. There you go. <laughs> oh, copywriters are really bad for like, like we're the worst for email lists. Like I've been really proud of myself. I diligently emailed every single week this year, but yeah. like we are totally cobbled. Haven't shoes. updated your own blog in 18 months. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> so I finally buckled down and I got my sales page program done, which was just like a huge mountaintop climb because it is so much that we're putting into these things. Like I always say, you know, when you're writing copy, when you're writing a sales page, it's not just writing words. You're not just like writing an Instagram post. It's like, you need to live in that person's skin. You need to, I always think like, I, I'm like zipping up somebody's body onto me and mm. I'm understanding their pain and their struggles. And like, how can I coach them through this in order to make them see that this is the product that they need? Um, so trying to translate that process into a program was, you know, it was a mountaintop climb. I finally did it. And when I launched it, I knew that I wanted to do something unusual. Like I didn't want it to be just a course, but I didn't know what it was. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to figure it out either. I'm not that smart. I got to ask the people who matter, <laughs> my customers, what do you guys want? And I came out with all these ideas. I was like, uh, do you want like a Facebook group? Do you want like a, a group coaching session? Or like, what is it? Like, I don't know. You tell me. And they came up with like the greatest solution ever. And it's been such a cool experience where they're like, no, like I want to learn it. I want to go through the motions. I want to go through your program, but I want you to go through and polish it to make sure that it actually has the professional edge at the end. And I was like, hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah. I was like, that's, that's cool. I love that. And it's been really awesome because it's like, I've been able to, you know, help people get, you know, learn these skills that are so important. You know, I always use the term copy very loosely because it's not just a sales page. It's literally everything you do. It's yep. any sort of communication, yep. whether you're on video, Facebook live podcast, whatever. It's like, it's the same thing. You can't communicate your message. It's just not going to work. So yeah, it's been so phenomenal to see this program evolve and see, you know, see people transform and understand how to present their business in a way that actually gets traction in sales. And then it's like, they send it to me and then I'm able to polish and tweak it and I'll record a video and explain, okay, this is why I did this. This is why I took this angle. I explained it like this because I thought this would be more clear X, Y, Z. And then it's like a whole other layer of learning because it's so personalized to them. And just the other week I added on a whole other, um, level of service to this program for people um, at the top end where it's now including a month of boxer coaching because sometimes people are like, you know, I'm just stuck on this thing or, you know, what? I need a pep talk. Like, or tell me what, what, what font should I use? Like, should I go with times? Is, 
Helvetica? I don't know. It's like, these are things that I've worked with for so long. And I'm like, it's been such a cool thing to like include all of these layers in to make it this like really comprehensive program that like, you know, it, I feel so connected with the people going through it. It's not like just buy this program, like see you later. Exactly. Like, yeah. Just send your credit card in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, um, and I, I would never would have created all these ideas myself. It's like a hundred percent just listening to your people. Whoops. I mean, it, what's amazing is that, you know, you, you talk about the program being comprehensive, but yet it has a pretty common thread, you know, through it. Everything, everything kind of branches off of kind of the, the centerpiece, you know, of, of this idea of, uh, I'm going to teach them how to do it. They're going to do it. And then we're going to, we're going to refine it at the end. They want me to come back in and just kind of polish it. You exactly. know, at the end. And I love the idea of doing the video and explaining kind of step-by-step step what you're doing and, and why you did things. Because I mean, that that's, that's also kind of repetitive learning that says, you know, next time I will not, I probably won't make that same mistake again, but uh, one thing I did want to touch on that that uh, just for the listeners' benefit and and those watching on YouTube is it's amazing when you talk to people that are you know they're in the copy space they they not only write in metaphor they speak in metaphor so she said <laughs> it's just like I'm zipping up this another person's you know body or something like that you know we mere mortals that are that don't deal in the copy world we don't speak in those terms I mean you guys are at a at a completely different kind of kind of playing and you're thinking at a different level than we are so no wonder we want you to come in and polish it <laughs> it's so fun because my my friend rye he's he's one of my writing partners and we we do live events together he's phenomenal he's worked with like amy porterfield um just like a whole bunch of people at the top of their game um todd herman there's like everyone's slipping my mind but there's he's just incredible and he always someone asked him what's your best advice for writing copy and he told them I only write when I feel like crap. And I'm like, it's, it's true because you, you do need to understand that person so intimately and understand their struggles. You kind of need to internalize it and feel it, right? You, like, you need to let it like, sit on your chest and feel heavy mm. until you're like, okay, now I understand their pain. Now I can bring them to a more beautiful place. Like I can, I can show them, I can solve their problem that they're going through. And I mean, it made perfect sense when he said it to me, but I'm like, I understand how the other person was like deer in headlights. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, even, even how you describe that, you just, you really personified the process. I mean, you, you know, there is a reason that, that this is, that you're passionate about this. I mean, this, this kind of oozes through your veins. I mean, th this is how you're wired. I mean, th this is not, it's, you know, you would, you, in many ways, you would probably do this and probably did do this for free at, at different times in your life. So you know, just yeah. the, that's just kind of a passion, but, but now you found a way to make money. Yeah. And it's very funny. Cause, um, I mean, I never thought I would be a writer. Like it was like literally the last thing on my mind in my head, like a writer was like someone who like goes in the mountains and like hunches over <laughs> their like, themselves. Yeah. Old typewriter. Yeah. Old typewriter completely like, like only relationship is like with a bottle, like that. <laughs> 40 cigarette butts in an ashtray. Completely. Right. <laughs> I was like, no, I would never be a writer. And now I'm a writer. So, or like, yeah. that's what part of what I do. <laughs> Well, let's, let's take a little deeper dive. I mean, you mentioned a couple of people that, that, uh, you know, you've had either direct or indirect relationships with and work, working with online, but is there one person that you would really identify that, that 
you would say has really inspired you online that, that's maybe further down the road than you are and in, in, in kind of the similar similar uh, genre or industry and, and you say, you know, I, I really am kind of watching their taillights a bit, you know? Um, that's a great question. You know, I always try to look outside of this industry for different it's wise, yeah. Um, because I also feel like in copywriting, there's so much like gross salesiness, like mm. the, you know, like there's so much like funnel hacking, like just use this, like fill in the blank, like, uh, like upsell them 17 times. And that's just absolutely like not my style. Like I always say, I'm like the unsalesy salesperson. Like I'm not interested in being that, like that slimy version of it and it's interesting like even people who have like other people will reach out to me and be like are you gonna like be sleazy and i'm like no 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 you're fine like we're safe here <laughs> it's a safe zone um so i i would actually say my friend rye was has been a huge influence on me um just because he's very like we just happen to be like do completely two separate things but but have like very similar theories and thoughts on it so being able to write together has been such a great experience um, but I love um, looking at like screenplays. I love um, television. I love all that sort of stuff because that's so emotive. And that is what really gets people to buy. Like we bought, we back things up with logic. We need that. That's important. But, you know, we always make the decision based on emotion mm. first. Yeah, um, so I always try and follow like there's, um, I don't know if you know Mindy Kaling. She's, um, a comedian and a writer. So I love comedy as well because I think it's, again, it's very emotive. It's very powerful to, to connect with people over comedy. And, um, you know, that that's really how we make change. So I always try and sort of like look at different screenwriters and see what they're doing. And like, I'll be listening to like a movie or TV and I'm like, that's a great line. I like write it down, even though I'm not going to use it, but it just inspires me to do something else. So that that's my weird inspiration. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, drawing a lot of inspiration from just that our politics. That uh, I mean, it is it, ridiculous to sublime. I think is that is the I've seen it at, and and even north of the border, you you guys are experiencing your own your own level of interesting uh, <gasps> sound bites and. <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, at least the election is over. <laughs> <laughs> Here. That's right. I, yeah, I, I think I put on my Facebook page. I said I don't want any political posts. Just, I just want puppies eating brownies. That's what I want. I would just, just post after post after post, and, and just, just keep them coming. But thank so you. Is there? Yeah, absolutely. Is there? Is there a? Um, is there a quote or you know, kind of a something that drives you every day that you got taped up on your your laptop that you kind of you know stenciled on the wall, whatever that you say, this is, this is something I really want to, it's kind of my, my baseline, my ground zero that kind of keeps me centered type thing. I would say it's more just like the passion of the people that I work with. That is what inspires me every day. And like coming from a small business background and knowing for us, it was literally everything, everything sure. depended on our business. Yep. If like, you know, we, we had some scary moments. We had a flight school, 9-11 happened. They yeah, shut down the airspace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that I think is like, when I talk to people, it's just like, I get so inspired and so fired up. And it's like, I see the potential for them so much. And everyone hits their own roadblocks, right? Like whether that's internal or, or something in the industry or whatever. And 
being able to be there and help them through that is just like so incredible for me because I, I know how important it is. It's not like just going to a job and clocking your hours. It's like I was, I was just at a home show actually before we jumped on the call and um, like everyone's there, the vendors are there and like you can tell the people who, they're the business owners. Like they they want to reach out to you. They're talking to you. They're so passionate about like their thing that they have. And then you can see the other people who are just sitting there like scrolling on their phones. Like when am I, when's this day done? Exactly. Um, and you know, yep. it's just like, I get so excited when I talk to them. <laughs> and I, I have a feeling you mentioned your flight, the, the flight school, or I have a feeling that your flight school actually taught people how to, to take off and land. Yes. Unlike the uh, flight school in Florida, that they just we just we're, we're only fifty percent of that equation. So, I mean, did did that not just raise a red flag to anybody? I mean, really? Wow. Yeah. No. I look. I can't. Oh my gosh. That's like a whole other ball of wax. But so true. Like, come on. Notice the flags, right? No doubt. No doubt about it. Well, let's. This is. Uh, we're, we're kind of segueing into into the really my favorite I mean I, I love to hear the backstory as well but but really my favorite is just where I'm quiet and I'm moved back into the background of the forest behind me and and say you know what professor this is your time to shine and and just really touch on two or three key points in our rising tide micro course segment of, of just your area of expertise or really whatever you want to expound on so Katie you have the mic and I am out of your way <laughs> Well, I would love to talk about this, this thing that's going on. So people really overestimate how important tech is in online business and they really devalue how important the human connection is. And it's everything. Um, I was talking with my friend the other day and I was, we were having this great conversation about how relationship based selling is so important. And I had misspelled the word relationships of all things. Like I'm, pretty decent spelling, but I misspelled it. And I put R-E-A-L and then relationship. And I was like, that was the best Freudian slip ever because it should be real. Like we need to make real connections with people. And that is what gives us the opportunity for you to help them. And the way that you help them is by offering your, your product or service or whatever it is. Um, and you know, people get really down on the fact that like, oh, I have this funnel. It's not working. My page isn't working. My emails aren't working. Blah, 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 blah. And really, they don't realize that at the, I've worked with a lot of big businesses, multi-million dollar launches. And on the top end, you only see the tech. But at the very bottom, the people who are actually buying, they probably have some sort of connection. Whether that was live chat, they visited the sale page multiple times and they get an ad saying, here's our phone number, give us a call. And there's people. On the end of those calls, whether that is the person who is the course creator or their, their wife or their wife's best friend that they've gotten the like FAQ Bible for. And it's like, if you have these questions, give these answers. Um, so I think that we need to just ground ourselves into the reality of like, hey, if you are relying on tech and it's not working, that's actually pretty normal. And we need to introduce this human element. Um, one thing I love to do, I don't always get the chance to do it, but if I have the chance, I will personally email new subscribers and say like, Hey, I'm a real person. Like, I would love to hear what you're up to. Just like, let me know. Like I might be able to point you in the direction of something that can help. Like I've got a lot of videos. I've got a lot of blog posts. I just know a lot. Like tell me, tell me your, your jam. I can, I can help. And you would not believe like not everyone answers back, but people who do are like floored. 
and they give like real like like juicy honest long answers that like again it's like what i'm just talking about talking to your ideal client and customer like these are these people pouring their heart and soul out to me all because i had the decency to treat them like a regular amazing person mm. that they are and it doesn't take long you know like it doesn't take long to make that connection but it's everything and think about it like if you're paying for leads and facebook advertising right now i don't know if you know but it's like crazy right now it's like super expensive if you are paying five dollars ten dollars a lead why not treat them like absolute gold and give them everything that you've got straight out of the gate like two minutes to send a quick little hey i'm here email can result in thousands of dollars um i like to think of this as when i was working in in sales i was actually working as a, a jewelry salesperson people would come in for a five dollar polishing cloth and a lot of salespeople wouldn't give them the time of day i would chat to them i'd be like let's shoot the breeze you know what, how many of those sales turned into, it was a $5 sale and it, within a couple months it would turn into a $10,000 sale or a $20,000 sale or a $30,000 sale, all because I treated them like a person and we built a relationship and you know, they became my buddy. <laughs> if you treat people like that, it's amazing what happens. So email your subscribers at personally. Another thing I love to do is um, Insta stories and Facebook stories right now are great you can see who is watching you. Um, you can see who's watching their stories. Click through to their story and then comment on it. They're in your world, so they're in your sphere. They're not a cold lead anymore. They're slightly warm. So therefore, your chance of actually making a connection with them is much higher than if you're just blasting an ad out to, the, to cold ice, ice cold people. So start that conversation. In the direct messages, people are making a lot of money. And yes, it takes a little bit of work. And sometimes I know a lot of people that will hire someone to start this process, just, just to break the ice, see who's gonna connect. Um, but you know, it's like, start those conversations and then the return is so big with time. Another thing to keep in mind is that a lot of sales may not happen right away. And we're in such a, this like, instant response world <laughs> and we have to realize that we're sowing the seeds for the future you know even if if they don't buy anything or they're not ready or whatever leave them feeling great leave them with an asset give them a plan to be like hey you know what you're not ready yet that's cool like you know what if i were you i would do x thing so get them prepared to take the next step and just, i have a lot of people coming back that i did that years ago for and they're like you know what I finally put that stuff into place and I'm ready. Let's do this. And it's just such an incredibly powerful way to, to build your customer pipeline in a way that feels good and aligned. And you're going to get so much better results than doing the quick sale that you're trying to like force and it just doesn't feel good. And I, I love that. I mean, just the, everything that you mentioned there really is, is building trust through relationship and it, it is fostering a relationship and it's, it really is. I mean, it is the sales process. I mean, it, a matter of fact, it's an effective sales process. It's not just the sales process. It's the effective sales process. It says, I'm just not trying to extract your credit card number, you know, from you. I am trying to say, how do we, how do we add value and how do we really have a, a transaction that is a win-win for both of us? 
Oh, totally. I just you got know? chills when you're saying that. <laughs> it, it, it truly is. So when they when they're when they're finished, you know, with whatever that transaction is, there's a sense that then I've gained some, she's gained some. It's a fair exchange, and you know, not only that is we've developed a relationship. I mean, yeah. I. I People want to buy from people what they that they know, like, and trust type. You know the whole scenario, of, and and you're you're developing that. You know through, you know emails, new subscribers, through Insta stories, through. Um, I, I like the idea of even giving away something even to non buyers. I mean, I oh, wrote yeah. that down too. Just the whole idea that says, you know, you're not penalized necessarily because you've chosen not to buy right now, and it's it's not maybe it's not a no, maybe it's just not a not yet. You know, exactly. So. And often it is. And when you think about it, like the 80-20 rule, it's always there. It is always there. Right. Those 20% of people who will make up 80% of your revenue, they're out there right now, probably in your world. And you just need to, instead of just like gobbling up, trying to get new subscribers and like, you know, I'm of course growing your list is important, but it's like treat the people who are in your ecosystem already, just they're so precious and yeah. they, they can fuel your income for years and years and years if you do it right. I mean, would you rather have 10,000 passive uh, acquaintances or would you rather have a thousand raving fans? Oh my gosh, right? Like a thousand people every day of the week. You, you probably know the Kevin Kelly, a thousand yeah. true fans. Yeah. It's great for anyone who hasn't read it yet. Just yeah, I stole that. I, that. I didn't come up with that originally, but yeah. Just no, that, but it's the true. basic premise is true. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because my, so I was mentioning Facebook is crazy. A lot of pages got shut down recently, including mine. So I'm starting from scratch. And I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? Like, I am so happy if I had a thousand followers that were just like there. Like, instead of growing these like huge pages full of, like you were saying, like 10,000 people who are, who are vapid you know, non-existent people right. like keep it small and keep it for the people who are just like, they're so in your corner and you are excited to work with them. And like, it's amazing what happens when you just like really focus on who matters. So the, the, the Facebook pages were shut down because they were what personal pages that they viewed as, as business pages or what was the, what was the problem? Oh, it was actually my business page got shut down. It was having, this is another story, but anyway, I'll try to wrap it up. Um, it was having a whole bunch of buggy errors for like two months. And I kept reaching out being like, something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong. They're like, no, nah, we can't find it. And then um, one day I posted a, <laughs> a cat video, which is obviously very offensive and in terms of condition. And they said that I was impersonating somebody else and they shut down my page. <laughs> So one, one thing I've been telling people the past couple of weeks ever since this happened is like back up your stuff. A lot of us are content machines putting up amazing content on social. I lost a lot of fantastic mm -hmm. content on my page. So like back that up, <laughs> whether yep. that's sending it to your WordPress or you saving it in Google doc or whatever. Like you just never know what happens You're, There could be a glitch in the system like me and gone. Wow. That is that sage advice. I mean, you've given us a lot of value in this in this short conversation we've had. But I mean, if nothing, if you didn't hear anything else, back your Facebook content up. <laughs> it's right there in the settings on Facebook. You can you can back up your own your own information. So yeah, is there anything so. that uh, that I haven't touched on that you want to kind of circle back with right now? And and uh, as, as we're wrapping up tonight, and and uh, just anything that I haven't touched on, you think would be of value to our listeners? 
Do you want me to add one more personalization tip? You, this is your time. I, if yeah. I cut you off prematurely, I, I beg forgiveness. No, it was the perfect time to do it because I think we needed to expand on that. Um, so I am a huge fan of being able to use data and apps and everything mm. in order to really understand what people are doing on my page. Um, if you don't have a heat map service on your page, you've got to get one. Go to luckyorange.com. It's like 10 bucks a month. And it's the greatest $10 you will ever spend online. You will see exactly what people are doing on your website. You'll see how they're interacting with the pages, where they fall off, all this sort of stuff. Um, and you'll, and I, so I use that in conjunction with my email service, which I use Active Campaign, but I think most of them will do this. Um, so I'll see who's visiting certain pages and say I have a sales page. I see, say that there's somebody named Sarah. I see Sarah's visited the page, but she left. I can email her and be like, hey, like, you know what? I saw you were on this page. Or if people are, you know, if, if they're in an industry where that freaks people out, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm in digital marketing, so everyone knows the deal. <laughs> you could be like, hey, like, I think this product would be really great for you. I just wanted to see, like, do you have any questions about it that I can help you with? Um, because maybe they didn't reach out. Or I have a lot of um, clients, you know, maybe they'll even give like, a little discount, not even very much. Sometimes like 5%. It's like, Hey, you know what? I think this would be great for you. Why don't you have a 5% discount or you know what? Here's a three play plan, three pay plan for if something that's, you know, like a higher end product. Um, and it's amazing how just that will tip your sales over. Like they just needed that little extra nudge. You can set it up either automatically. Like you can have an autoresponder go, or you can do the personal touch. I mean, you know what, if a, if you don't have a huge business yet, the personal touch really does go a long mm. way. Like I think yeah. that's enough. Um, yeah. But yeah, look at your data, see who's visiting pages, see who left. Like they're, they're interested on some level. What a great way to, to uh, wrap that, that. See, we got the, we, we have multiple bonuses on our rising tide micro course tonight. So we had the, the kind of the, the pre-show, <laughs> we had the warm up band and then we had the band <laughs> and now we've had the encore come on at the, at the very end. So Katie, thank you so much for, uh, for just, you know, providing so much to, to our listeners tonight. And where's the best place to find you online? Sure. Well, I have a ton of really great free stuff. That's like, I, I call it my free membership. <laughs> you can go to katiemomo.com forward slash suite. It's sweet sale stuff. So there's like, I have a mini course in there. I have templates you can use. Um, like there's, I have a quiz. If you're like, I don't know what kind of launch is best for me, like for my audience, for my products, I have a quiz that helps you identify what's the best thing. And it gives you a bunch of tips. Um, that it's customized to that. So I've got a lot of great stuff that's in there and ready for you to dive in and you can literally just plug and play some of that stuff. So it's great. So sweet S U I T E or S W E T E T S W E E T. Okay. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Like candy. <laughs> sweet like candy. There you go. Um, okay. On a, on a more personal note, I, I need to know, did you find some good gluten-free recipes for this mountain of apples that you had on Facebook the other day? Yes. Oh my gosh. So someone posted the cookie and Kate, um, gluten-free apple crisp and it's incredible. It is so good. I've actually made it for people like for people who aren't even gluten-free and it's like amazing. So yeah, if you're looking for a great gluten-free recipe look up cookie and Kate's gluten-free apple crisp, it's like 
<laughs> See, extra bonus. Uh, my youngest child is celiac, so that's oh, something that we have to. Uh, we're certainly going to have to dive in and, and see if we can kind of make that happen. We're also in Virginia, which we have some incredible orchards very close around, and this is just about the time. So, totally it's perfect timing. Yeah, well, there you go. It's I've had I've had a couple good recipes from that website so far. So if you're gluten free, <laughs> go hit them up. <laughs> Well, Katie, thanks again for just taking your time tonight. It, it's been a true pleasure just talking to you and just letting you kind of expound on your areas of expertise and, and providing multiple rising tide micro courses and, and building our library and but truly just playing your part and just helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Katie, oh, thanks again for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciated it. And I can't wait to see all of everybody else's boats rise. <laughs> Thanks again. Take care.